Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Voice Spark Live. I am, as always, your host, Nick, followed by Emily in Maryland and Ben in the NYC. And AJ should be joining us momentarily. So today we have a uh, great show for you. We are going to be actually breaking down an entire an entire month's worth of presentations uh, on voice tech and the voice industry. And this was a uh, an event that was put on by the gang over at Witlingo. It was called Lingo Fest 2021. And Emily, thank you for the hand raise there. They Very are also nice. Very nice. <laughs> they are also our sponsor for the month of April. So right. now if they sign on for another month, they're just going to outright buy the name and everything. And then we'll just become yeah. part of Witlingo. It's going to be Witlingo radio at that point. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, it's okay. We're cool with that. If, you know, we're, we're okay with that. You know, we're okay with that. But, um, but no, tonight we're going to be breaking down the entire, uh, uh the entire, uh, conference, uh, virtual mm -hmm. conference and, um, uh, we'll see what comes up. But with that being said, let me go ahead and kick it over to Emily. Emily, do you got any uh, voice first news for this? Yeah, week? sure. So um, I actually um, bought uh, some bone conduction headphones uh, oh. with voice assistant access. And uh, Kane Sims actually posted the link to these, which is how I found them in the first place. Oh, cool. But um, I'm super excited about them because um, you, can, you can control them through uh, tap, gesture, and voice. Oh. And the reason I'm excited about these is because I actually do have conductive hearing loss in my left ear. So mm. basically I was born without an ear canal and in my left ear and I've had surgeries to reconstruct it, but mm. my hearing loss is still moderate to severe, which means when mm. I use regular headphones, even like the ones I have on now, um, the left side is pretty much useless. <laughs> so mm. with the bone conduction headphones, um, the sound waves actually travel through my cheekbones instead of in the air, which means I'm actually able oh. to hear normally, um, which is a world of difference for me. So with the voice assistant access that, I mean, I'm super excited to try them. Definitely. Yeah, I had gotten a pair of these a while back before I actually got uh, 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 AirPods. And um, I loved them because I could go run outside and not have something actually on my ear. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what I liked about it. I was still aware of what was going around kind of in my surroundings. So I really enjoyed that. I really liked that. And then, um, so yeah, uh, let's go ahead and check these bad boys out. I know pretty they, sweet. yeah, they look pretty sweet. Like, look at that. I'm like, curious. How flexible they are. I'm curious, is that, is that in general, is that healthier for, I mean, obviously they're not like pounding your eardrums the whole time. So it's got to be healthier right. for you. You would think. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've I've tried them before um, with some other brands, but they've kind of started to hurt after a while. <laughs> oh. So I've just reverted back to the regular headphones. But these yeah. seem very lightweight and ergonomic, so I, I hope they they hold up. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, that's great. It's really really cool. Did you? Uh, somebody told me that you pledged the four hundred and fifty eight dollar one. Is that oh, what gosh. you did? <laughs> no, no? <laughs> I, did, I did only one of them. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. Um, no, I do like the idea that it's done with uh, that. You could do shortcuts if um, nice. JavaScript, the whole nine yards and uh, or 
JavaScript. Did I say that right? Yeah, JavaScript SDK. But the thing that I, I thought was interesting is they should update this a little bit because I don't think Katana or Cortana is is around anymore for like commercial consumption, right? I mean, mm -hmm. isn't that more of like a private thing now? Like they they tried that whole thing, but she's gone. Is she back? I don't know, but I don't think she's around anymore. Yeah, I don't think she's around either. That's a good question, Nick. I, I'll do a little digging on that to kind of find out, but uh, that's a good question. Mm -hmm. So that's awesome. Um, okay, cool. So Ben, what do you got? Um, I don't really have anything. <laughs> I've been moving. Uh, so yeah, this is, I'm in the new house, so we're, we're here. Uh, but, uh, we'll be wiring, um, Alexa enabled, uh, devices, switches, etc., all over the house. So it's going to be a super, super, uh, smart house, I suppose. Nice. Um, and we're going to trick it out with a little, a lot of IOT devices and stuff like that. I did get the, I kind of went all out on this, like the, the Eero, um, um, Wi-Fi routers, and I got like okay. the big boys, like they're all over the place. It's really for way more house than we have, so I just wanted everything to be like super high speed and whatnot. So that that's kind of it. But yeah, man, a lot of stuff still in boxes. I got I got the microphone out, I got the the camera out, and the, and the light out tonight for tonight's show. So that's about where I'm at. But I'm really happy to be uh, back with you guys and, and talking to you. I had a little bit of FOMO in the last show, and I was like, oh man, I missed out. Oh, I'm not, I'm not there. I yeah. miss you guys, you know. So, um, but uh, that's my news for this week. We missed you too, and um, glad you're here tonight. <laughs> we're, we're just glad you're here tonight. I know because I had to make up like I had to like let everybody know like, hey, listen, Ben's not a free agent. Just like I'm going to do tonight. <laughs> it's not like we went ahead and you know. AJ's looking for another home. He just couldn't make it, you know. That's so right. nobody that's out there also, you know, great ideas. <laughs> but you know what? We have Emily and uh, Julia is going to be coming on hopefully soon too. Not not on today's show, but but in the future. And you know, it's just expanding the Voice Park family. And you know, we're just going to you know, things happen. People move. People groove. And you know, we we have like a really great uh, team to kind of fill in all the spots and stuff. So really excited about having you guys on and, and uh, looking forward for a lot of really great stuff in the future too. Cool. And yeah, so with that being said, let me go ahead and um, <clears throat> kick this over to the actual voice spark website. Um, so yeah, so obviously, you know, we have our posts, our posts there and then our reviews down here and then some other stuff. Um, but I did want to go ahead and actually click on the team tab just to show everybody who we're talking about, because I know we said Julia a couple times. There's Emily's headshot and there's Julia's headshot as well. And also Edwards. So yeah, so uh, Julia and Emily will be conducting their own show on the 15th of April, because that's the same week that we get back from the, um, voice conference at Chattanooga, and they are going to be interviewing uh, Andy Munsey and uh, Monique Howard that night. So that's going to be a good one to tune into. A really awesome one. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, um, we can talk to them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, Andy's great. I mean, she's. Just, I love her energy. She's like effervescent and just, just, just so upbeat and positive. And I really, I really enjoyed talking with her the last time she was on the show. You, you, you really like her too. She's really great. Awesome. Um, so as far as, uh, as far as that goes, uh, I went ahead and, uh, brought up our, uh, 
our podcast here so we can see some of our statistics. And uh, we're starting to, I think we're starting to break through a little bit, which is, which is good. So I don't know if it's the fact that we brought, we brought Emily and Julia on. I like but, to think so. Yeah, <laughs> but it's definitely a good thing. So um, before we get started and we break down Lingo Fest, I wanted to talk about a post that was sent out um, uh, by uh, Bradley Metrock. And it was followed up by Brett Kitsilla, and he did an article on it. But this goes back even further because I was contacted by Steve Austin. And Steve Austin from Vox Protocol actually uh, actually reached out to me and was like, hey, did you see the new skill store? And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And he's like, well, it doesn't bode well for discovery. So I went and I looked and mine was the same. I thought the guy was going nuts, right? So whenever I went to the skill store about a week ago, I get this. And it's sort of the same. You know, you've got a banner up here for some of the skills and you have, but now you have these like categories almost. And if you click on a category, it takes you to another thing and it shows you how to use the Amazon Alexa device a little bit more. Um, but it kind of takes away from the whole skill, like the whole showcase of skills, the whole carousel of skills. It, it's almost as... Yeah, go ahead. So before this, they had the skills listed here instead of the features. Yeah. So what they had was they had like a running carousel. So up here, like this would be like most used or most popular or editor's pick, right? You would have them like running this way. And then you'd also have something to where it was like um, uh, skills that you've used in the past, stuff like that. But now it's sort of like tucked away again. Mm -hmm. And um, and for me, it's sort of like, you know, I, I don't know. It's just weird because you've created, you created this, this uh, market for skills, but then again, you, you kind of shove them off to the side. Like even if you look at the mobile app, right? You mm -hmm. have to go to another menu and go to another menu to get to the skill store. I mean, right. that stuff should be right there slapping you in the face. So I don't how know. do people, um, I guess, get around this and find got, a way to have more discoverability? I don't know. I think that's the million dollar question. You want my honest opinion? I think if you're going to design something, like people like designing skills, right? They'll design mm -hmm. a skill and it'll be like, oh, read off, you know, like, like AJ built one to like read off water le levels right? Mm -hmm. You know, that's sort of like a niche or a personal skill, whatever. But right. if you're going to build something that you want to market, that you want to put muscle behind, that you want to monetize, what I would do is I would start creating different channels, Twitter accounts. I would do this. You know, I would, I would reach out to marketing companies. I would start a blog. I would, you know, create an entire ecosystem around that. I think the best case that I could think of, one of the best cases that I could think of would be uh, Clint McLean because he actually put out like a soundtrack to Detective X, which was featured on iTunes. Oh, wow. So as you start to do stuff like that, you start to gain notoriety, you start to gain publicity. But right. for now, it's like you just got to click off to the side here and 
and then you see skills this way, which yeah, that's tough. It is. Yeah, because then people don't know they exist, so they have to actually look for them, and then yeah, that's the yeah yeah, and then and then the other thing is too. I guess they also said in the article that um, all the skills have this like ninety nine cents or zero dollars next to them. Oh, okay. So that was kind of like another thing they pointed out in the uh, in the article. Right. Now that's been there for a while, but mm -hmm. it's a it's like a little uh, like a bug, right? Mm -hmm. Because all the skills are designed to be free at the entry point. So right. you get into the skill, it's free, and then there's monetization inside of the skill. Mm -hmm. So that's so, a little bit misleading. Yeah. Like that's everything okay. should be zero dollars. But whenever you like, again, <laughs> if you go over to like premium stuff or wherever it's at, like the Samuel L. Jackson stuff, that's not, that's not, that's, you got to pay for that stuff. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about real quick was the Nest Hub second generation. Did you Ooh. see that they came out and they updated this? Yes, I did. Are, are you a Googler or are you an Apple person? I'm an Apple person. <laughs> okay, cool. I am too. But um, so anyhow, they came out with this. It's the same price. It's $99. The mm -hmm. only thing that is making me want to get this is the fact that there is a sleep tracking system attached to this. Now, Ooh. you would think, okay, if there's a sleep tracking thing attached to this, uh, maybe, uh, maybe they're using a camera of some sorts. No, it uses some sort of radar that is inside of the smart home display. That's amazing. Is, is anyone else doing this or is this the first device that you know of that's it's the first device I know of. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I actually like the idea of having a display in my bedroom if it doesn't have a camera on it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want it in there if it's got a, if it's got that on it. So. Right. But I figured I would bring that up and then let people know that, hey, it can track your sleep because it does seem pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, but here's the other thing. Here's the kicker, though. Over the next year, they're going to start charging for the sleep. So it's like a one year free of monitoring. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I guess it's better to get it now. <laughs> Yeah. And try I, it out. Try it out, see what's up, and then move yeah. on from there. But I, I mean, like, it looks pretty cool, you know? Yeah, definitely. I, I would be interested to track my sleep. I've actually never done that before. So track your sleep? Uh, yeah. I do it all the time. You know what I find out? I have shitty sleep. My kids, mm -hmm. like, whenever I go to work, mm -hmm. I'll be sleeping at work. They'll sleep in my bed, they'll bring my average up. Oh, wow. <laughs> so there you go. Ben, you're back. What happened, brother? Hey, man. I'm just going to blame it all on moving. That's what's happening. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's it. that's it. All right. Cool. Cool. Okay. So moving on to the main event. Let's go. Lingo Fest 2021. It's been pretty cool, man. It's been pretty cool. I, I really have enjoyed it. A lot of really, really great thought leadership, I think. Um, yeah. Across the board. Across the board. Uh, I think Ahmed is... Uh, you know, I, I didn't participate last year or wasn't involved with last year's one, but this one seems which is really, really, really super cool and some just really, really great people along the way. Ahmed's doing his thing, man. He's, he's, he's killing it. He is. Yeah. He, he definitely is. 
So they started off with uh, why does the marketer need to pay attention to voice and audio? And this was done mm -hmm. by uh, Gina. Um, so did you guys have a chance to catch this one? Yes. Yeah. Um, as a musician, I, I relate to this very, very much. So I, I love <laughs> this presentation. Um, and I think all the points she made about sound being persuasive and responsive and global too, uh, mm -hmm. were, uh, were great. And I think that there's a lot of opportunity to use voice and sound in marketing, um, but it just has to be done in the right way. <laughs> totally, totally agree. It's funny, um, I, I, I was reviewing this, this video again for the second time today, and I started like, you know, talking to some of the, the, the people on our marketing team at, at Howl and, you know, we, we have, <laughs> we have a, a wolf actually laid into our alert, alert and alarm and it's our little like kind of touch on that. But, you know, as a musician, Emily, you, you, you coined it too. Like every, every sound like that or tonal thing evokes some type of emotion, I think in some way. Mm -hmm. And then there's, once you have that emotion, you have that connection to that brand or you have that connection to that, um, you know, concept or whatever it may be. And then it becomes really lasting, and then you, you create that bond that, that you have to either see it, hear it, experience it, or, or uh, do it again, right? So, exactly. Um, you know, Jenna's Jen, Jen, uh, um, uh, presentation was like spot on in that. And, you know, you think about things like just even, even with a brand association, like if you, you could hear the Intel like logo forming in your head and, that, and the sound associated with that, or, or um, the beginning of any Fox. Fox movie or MGM Grand, like those kind of t sounds and tones that, that kind of come through. And you're like, you instantly have that brand association uh, with it. So I thought that presentation was really, really cool in that respect. Yeah, I just wonder how, why it's, I guess, taken so long for it to kind of catch on. Right. And I feel like it's becoming more prominent now, but right. it's just like, it allows you to connect to the people that are using your product so much more efficiently, I guess, than in other ways. So here's what I think. I think it's because they can't see it. I mm. think, I think human, I, you know, maybe I'm wrong with this, but I think for human beings, it's something like, I got to see it. I got to feel it. I got to touch it. And I got to be able to, and, and hearing is almost a secondary response. So whenever you come to somebody and you say, Hey, look, I'll build you a voice app. They're like, ah, I'm okay, man. But if you actually broke down like what that was, what that entailed, the displays, this, that, the other, I think that's where the bread and butter's at. It's all in the delivery. And I don't know if the industry is doing a good job delivering. No, I think I think it totally could do better. Uh, you know, I wish AJ was on 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 this um, call because or on the call on, on the show because um, you know, he talks about that, you know, there's not, there's like kind of a cold tone sometimes with Alexa, the A lady, um, that doesn't have that kind of warmth or doesn't really have that, um, you know, kind of, um, you know, all encompassing kind of feel to it. I think some of the people that have even been on our show understand that. And especially some of the games, they really go in depth with, um, the sound quality. Um, so, you know, they, they get that. And I think those, you know, those game people that are creating these games, um, are pushing pushing that, and I think the rest of the industry really kind of needs to catch up to that. Yep. So moving on to March second, um, I am probably going to butcher her name. I, I think it's pronounced Jildy. If it I'm is. 
Correct. <laughs> it is. It's pronounced Jildy. Now, she did a good presentation on seniors and and how the voice experience is sort of filling that void. Because you know what the sh- you know what the shitty thing is. I'll come out and say it if nobody else is going to. The mm-hmm. older you get, the more people that you can relate to die. Mm-hmm. And you know, That's like, fair. yeah. I mean, I've got my grandfather's like eighty. He's eighty nine years old, right? Wow. And how many people are alive that he could be like, hey man, you remember that time? You know, there's really not that many left besides his wife. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's, it is what it is. I thought her perform, I, I thought her presentation was great. And I think that, I think this is, you know, something that seniors should have. Hey, here's an Alexa, go have some fun. Definitely. Yeah, I, um, go ahead, Emily, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Um, I, I really liked how, uh, I, I think this was kind of a theme throughout a couple presentations, but the feeling, of empowerment that voice gives seniors in particular and that they can be right. independent and right. Yeah. Not have to rely as much on others. The only yeah, thing. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I was going to say like, okay, oh, good. Go no, no, no. You go. I stepped on. <laughs> I stepped on. No, no, it's all good. And I was thinking like uh, some of the other presentations, like you said, Emily, and it was like that sense of autonomy. And I think it was uh, Ryan Elza that was talking mm-hmm. about, and I, again, I, I think his his presentation too, and we're kind of jumping all over the place as far as dates go, but it's relatable to this where he, you know, he was talking about um, the, the sense of autonomy and he brought up a really interesting point, seeing it in the real world, you know, having worked with AARP, um, that, you know, maybe these seniors are asking questions they might be embarrassed about to ask, um, you know, their their children or, you know, other people. And they gave them that sense of autonomy to say, okay, great, I can ask this question in confidentiality and then go about my day or go about what I need to do, et cetera. So, yeah, I think, Emily, that's, that's a really, really good point. And Nick, you, you know, you, I think you brought up this article in one Nick with the News like a few months ago. It was, it was um, can't remember the name of the nonprofit in Michigan. And, and yep. it was like a very similar story where they gave uh, a bunch of um, senior citizens uh, a few Alexa devices for the same reason during the pandemic. And it, what was it? Remind me again what that story was, like kind of how that kind of panned out. So what they were doing was they, again, they were afraid of uh, uh, elderly people being cut off from their loved ones. Right. So you could actually, it was a free program. You just had to fill out a form. Hey, I'm over here. This is where I live. Mm -hmm. And they would have sent you an echo dot third generation for free. And Mm -hmm. uh, I thought it was great because I think it's a little bit different than technology. I think older people relate to it because I, I, I don't know. I don't really know why I can't put my finger on it, but my grandfather was always against like getting like a high a high definition television or doing this or doing that or mm-hmm. you know like getting the latest technology. Oh, I don't need that stuff. But my mother told me that he will sit there and and have her play like Moon River by Andy Williams, you know, <laughs> like 30 times yeah. a day. And it's just it's there's something different. And I, I don't know what it is, but it's it's their ability. The only thing that could stop them is their fear of technology if they're an old person. But I don't think it will. I think this is different than handing them a remote control to a DVD player. Right. I right. think that the, goes. Oh, oh go ahead. Okay. No, sorry, sorry, Emily. Go ahead. Um, I, I think that goes back to kind of 
the connection that voice has to mm -hmm. and the emotional connection that voice brings to people. Yep. I yep. think you're That's right. a great point. That's a great point. Just think it's it's like the radio that you finally get to talk to. Like play this song that I love. No. <laughs> yep. But uh but for that generation, you know, I mean screens really weren't a prevalent part of, of growing up or anything really, right? So uh, I mean maybe the maybe the TV, but it was such a small like the device was relatively small other than the furniture portion of it. And then Nick, I know you know what I'm talking about, those nice Nice oh yeah, wooden TV sets, right? Um, but uh, yeah. you could, now you could get one with a record player built in, right? Right? Yeah. It's like it's made of uh, solid oak or whatever it may be. You know, like it matches the matches the floor and the drapes and whatever else. But uh, um, no, um, but yeah, uh, it's a whole generation that really probably wasn't as attached to the screen as you know our generation or even younger, right? So, and it, the weird thing is, is I've seen younger children. Uh, really being able to gravitate and, and, and use Alexa really quickly at the same time too, which is really cool. So you have this like gap of like us in the middle attached to screens in some weird way. And then you have these other two generations really far apart, uh, really using um, you know, the, the voice assistants really well. So, well, yeah. I think one reason for that is because voice is so natural. We just, we do it. Right. Like as soon as we are born, <laughs> we start yeah, right, crying. Right. And then, uh, <laughs> so it's, it's an easy way, I guess, to communicate without having to have a learning curve for it. And I think yep, that right. was brought up in, in some presentations too. And so moving on, uh, we will cover day three. And this was, this guy's a, um, someone who's fairly new in the voice world, Ahmed Bouziz. Uh, Bouziz. <laughs> fairly new. <laughs> yeah, fairly new. <laughs> no, he, uh, he put on a good presentation too, but uh, I thought it was good for him to get out there and to, uh, and to essentially, you know, uh, talk to uh, talk to everybody that's involved in Whitlingo Fest and actually talk uh, and be part of the uh, the conference. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, Ahmed it pinged me earlier. He's like, everyone thinks I'm coming on the show tonight. I'm like, <laughs> he's like, no, I can't, I can't, I can't. And I don't, you know, it is what it is. But uh, I, we would love to have him on again. Uh, but it's a little late for him. But it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. We'll hope we him. But he's 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 a great guy. And then the presentation was amazing. Anyway, sorry. Oh, no, no. Um, I, I thought his proposal was great. And I, I actually was curious about your thoughts about making the bots and, and voice technology even more robotic and kind of taking away the humanization of it. Uh, per like, personally, I think, um, I, I think it depends on what use case you're doing. Yep. For healthcare in particular, I feel like you need more, a little bit more empathy, um, mm -hmm. as opposed to efficiency. But for mm -hmm. something like scheduling, uh, I don't know, an airplane or scheduling a trip, yeah. um, I, I just want to get that done. I don't want to spend any more time <laughs> than it without a doubt doing it. Yeah, I without like, a doubt. Yeah, I like the idea of conversation a conversational ui when i need it and bare bones robot whenever i need it you know what i mean mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. like you're saying if it's like an ivr based system get me to somebody i could talk to if it's not you know then let's carry on a conversation right right absolutely yeah no and to emily's point it's like um that 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 Warmth that, warmth that needs to be there for certain situations and certain use cases. I mean, you know, you ramp up that that robotic sense, but I, 
a lot of the times I think, um, you know, sometimes we do get frustrated with, with our voice assistants at times and we want that, that quickest answer as possible. Um, so, you know, it, that, that, that presentation definitely makes sense in that regard. So next we have Daniel Hill. Now Daniel will be making an appearance on VoiceSpark Live here at the end of the month, so stay tuned for that. One of the things that I liked about Daniel Hill's uh, presentation is that he talked about microcasting and using the flash briefings uh, as a tool to enhance your podcast or for you to even create a podcast around it, sort of like what what um, what we've seen some of our guests in the past do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, 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 it's all encompassing. I think, you know, you have to be able, and we're not, it's not like we're not doing that either. You know, uh, we, we realize that, you know, our flash briefing has to, is, is going out and in addition to this podcast and then, you know, Nick with news and, you know, we're trying to have that all encompassing thing. I think we, we started using Clubhouse a little bit, but not as much as we probably should. I think, Emily, you're, you're, you have hands down been, been been acing that mastering that much more than we much more than we have um uh, it is funny because i always get pinged at like the wrong time I'm like oh i really want to be in the clubhouse but i'm in a meeting or, or something like that i don't know how that happens but uh yeah. uh but yeah but anyway yeah emily you've, you've excelled at, at clubhouse quite a bit. <laughs> i give it up to you for, for what you've done there <laughs> thanks <laughs> yeah no i i think um there's a good point that a lot of people's attention spans are very short these days so mm. it's easy and it's easier to digest information in shorter chunks totally. so um, yeah you know the one thing that this guy had brought up in his uh presentation that really stuck out to me was he said that there are something like eight hundred thousand podcasts in the in I don't want to say in the world, maybe in the U.S., I don't know. But I forget what the number was. But whenever he referenced uh, the A-Lady and Google Home, 13,000 flash briefings and um, 348 on Google. Yeah. So I think about that. Think about the potential for somebody to blow up on that. And his, right. his skill is actually called Instagram stories. So if you want to check that out, you can. Um, moving on, we have March 5th. We have uh, Deborah Dahl. Dahl? Dahl? Um, how to be a skeptic, strategies for detecting hype in conversational applications. Uh, what did you guys think about this? Did any of you have a chance to take a look? Yes, I did. Um, I, I thought it was great. I think... There were several other presentations that mentioned the hype as well with voice um, mm -hmm. assistance. Um, so I, I just think the uh, main points to take away were to be realistic about what the voice assistant can do so that mm -hmm. people don't get disappointed. Um, and making sure you're questioning uh, the system and what the abilities of the system Yep. Um, mm -hmm. can help you avoid problems. Mm -hmm. So yep. I think that's that's important. So moving on, the 7th, uh, the 6th and the 7th, we had off Saturday and Sunday. Um, come back uh, Monday the 8th, and this is Thomas Jatsky, Jatsky for uh, Cardio Cube. Now, I checked this one out. I thought this one was, was pretty cool. Um, 
some of the things that they're trying to do over there as far as integration into health services with the voice first devices, I think are going to be, um, they're going to be awesome within the next, mm-hmm. within the next couple of years. Uh, I subscribe to, uh, Runkeeper. I love Runkeeper, and I really wish they would have some sort of integrated Alexa skill where I could just call it up and say, "Hey, how many total miles have I ran?" or "What was right. my fa- what was my fastest mile ever ran?" and it would just <laughs> spit me out the uh, the information. I think that'd be pretty cool. But there were a lot of good use case uh, good use case stuff in there for that one. And then yeah. um, March 9th, uh, Ben, I think you brought this one up with the news for news. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was really great. The presentation was interesting, kind of getting into the future and, um, um, and being able to like engage with the news and being able to ask questions more deeply into into what you know what uh, just instead of just digesting a traditional broadcast, I guess if you will, um, you know <laughs> maybe get a little outside of the uh, fake news realm if you can actually ask ask uh, questions back to it, I guess, and and yep. uh, being able to kind of get a little deeper, I think probably have a lot more uh, more robust comprehension of, of, of maybe some more serious topics than instead of just uh, getting those uh, sound snippets that everyone kind of goes to. If you imagine if you could ask a news reporter or a, an assistant questions about, about what the report is and find more information about it, I think uh, people would be much more uh, educated on, 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 uh, on things that come up. I really enjoyed that one. So, and uh, if you could, how would you pronounce her name? I want to make sure we're pronouncing everybody's uh, name and getting them some FaceTime. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You really want um, Ahoa Hamano, I would guess. Ahoa Hamano. That's that's what I thought too. Um, all right, moving on to number ten, March tenth. I'm gonna tell you something about March tenth, guy. This is Terry Fisher. Terry Fisher. Dr. Terry. Doctor Terry Fisher <laughs> is essentially like. If I was Amazon, this is probably why they they made him like an Alexa champion. But if I was him, like I I would have him be the voice that plays the second you open it up. Because he's so pumped about it, right? No he matter if pumped. it's a Google Assistant, no matter if it's if it's an Amazon Echo, he's like, hey, let me tell you about this great thing you could do with this device. <laughs> what they should do is they should take Dr. Terry and make him a celebrity voice that you could. Oh pay yeah. For. I think so too. I mean, he is nonstop. He's like the crazy Eddie of the, of the voice world, right? So, yeah. um, basically, uh, all like, the rooms I go to on Clubhouse are his rooms. <laughs> yeah, my man, how do you have time? I don't even understand. You're a doctor, and I don't know you how. You're, like, you're in between calls or something like that. Like, how are you doing this? You, I, I can't even keep up with you. I mean, it's brilliant. He's brilliant. He's he's, he's yeah. doing it. Um, but uh, I, I'm amazed at, at his uh, energy and uh, being able to, you know, champion the way he he does. It's great. And this Absolutely. was just a this was just an introduction into voice tech, and you can find out a lot more about him if you go over to uh, Alexa in Canada, or if you go over if you uh, mm-hmm. search the Voice Den, you'll find out tons more about Doctor Terry. Um, one one oh. thing that I I really um, thought was brilliant that he said is that computers are adapting to us now. And I think that kind of goes back to why people are um, adapting to, or taking, or why voice is becoming a lot more popular because we don't have to adapt. We don't have to, we don't, yeah, we don't have to learn anything to communicate. Mm -hmm. We just speak naturally. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. That is, that's a good point. Now, March 11th, Shamala 
Priaga, and she is from the Digital Assistant Academy. She was actually on our show as well early mm -hmm. in February, and she is a lovely lady from uh, her journey through life, through her technical career. She's done a lot of great things, and mm -hmm. she has a lot of experience and wealth and knowledge to pass on, and uh, privacy by design. AI-enabled voice assistance. I suggest anyone to check it out. Did you have a chance to look at that one, M? Yes, I did. And I'm okay. I'm actually uh, involved with the Open Voice Network um, in the Ethical Use Task Force. So I am, yeah, I, I think it's important to consider <clears throat> privacy at all stages of the design process. And Without a doubt. keep the users in mind first. Yep. And uh, just so everybody at home knows, we are broadcasting from our virtual office at the Open Voice <laughs> Network. So uh, just keep that in mind. It's the virtual studio. Uh, <laughs> moving on to March 12th. Uh, Mihira Hassan? Hassan? Is that how you say it? I don't know. I, I, I didn't. I didn't. See, I didn't see this one, honestly. Um, yeah, I, I don't think the replay was available for this one. At least when really? I checked. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, if if there's anything like the, from what the title's saying, I completely agree with them. Uh, you know, it would be nice if both uh, the A Lady and Google Assistant use some sort of common operating language to, to build a device for both, but. I think that's where the market comes in, right? So you're going to have places like VoiceFlow, like uh, WonderWord, like Irreality that are going to offer you a solution to say, hey, man, <coughs> just come on over, hang out with us, click one button, and shoot out three things. Right. And that's, that's, where, the, that's where the market's going to go. I mean, I think that's part of it too, but you know, I mean, to, um, but to, to oh, you, you scroll back down. Can you, oh. you scroll back real quick? It was just like, I wanted to get the title real quick because I didn't get a chance to see that one. But um, between, oh, okay. If, if that's the case, it's kind of like what, with, what hopefully with the Open Voice Network is kind of trying to do is kind of standardize some, some items along the way. So we have like this, that kind of base level we all can agree on these things. This is this is um, you know some type of cadence or whatever we need to do to be able to you know make things cohesive and, and understandable for a lot of people too. So anyway, sorry about that. Just wanted to scroll back to that, and get that point in. Okay, fifteenth. Uh, did you have a chance to check out uh, this one, Emily? Yes, I did, and I loved this presentation. I um, I who, loved. Who was it? How do you say that? Uh, Supriya Kolkarni, I believe. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, I, uh, for this one, I loved the fact that she said that you should be thinking about human-centered design and going even further than user-centered design. Yes. And thinking about the effect of what the assistant's going to have, not only on the people that are using the uh, voice interfaces or uh, conversational design interfaces, but the effect that it's going to have on the people around them also. Yep. Right. And making sure that you're anticipating any problems um, so that you don't have bad headlines and have right, to change right. the design from there. <laughs> yep. Right. Totally. Totally. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's the planning and, and being able to get out ahead of it. But she did something else I really like. It was like being human centric, not just, or 
being human centric, not just user centric, which I thought was yeah. a really key line in that, that, that I, I kind of keyed in on. And, um, you know, you know, uh, in ethic, the ethical part of that should not be like an afterthought. It's kind of literally verbatim right. kind of what she was, was saying there. And I was just, I, I just really love that. And I wish um, UX and UI designers and even in developers in general would kind of have that in, in mind instead of just kicking out a product and be like, okay, we need to establish this and just do this one simple objective. Um, it's really, really great that she keyed in on that. And ho hopefully a lot of developers and designers uh, uh, take, a, take a note of that. It was a really good point. Yeah. Yep. And now the 16th of March, we had Ryan Elza, and this was uh, voice first as a platform for addressing and measuring social isolation. Now, what was really cool about Ryan, um, he works for a company called Volunteers of America. Volunteers of America go out and they're, they're like a thrift store almost as far as that they have like a bunch of thrift stores mm -hmm. and um, uh, essentially there used to be one by my house that I lived next to. And essentially his whole thing was about elderly people again and the use of these voice first assistants and essentially bringing them, bringing them closer to people, but also mm -hmm. providing that comfort. And I thought, I thought his presentation was awesome. In fact, I'd love to have the guy on as a guest. If he's out there and he's watching, please yeah. throw us a bone. would love to have you on and, uh, BS with you for an hour. Yeah, yeah, I really loved his presentation as well. I mean, it really got into like real world use cases, which I was think was really, really great. Um, a lot of presentations, while we love theory, when you actually could take real world uh, use cases, specifically with, he, he brought up uh, uh, seniors again. Um, and, um, you know, he did a lot of work with AARP previously and seeing those interactions. And that's kind of what I was chiming on, chiming in on before is like giving, giving seniors that autonomy to be able to them have them live their lives uh, uh, freely, um, which which really was great, and I really loved his presentation. Yeah, and to Nick, yeah, if you, if you can come on, Ryan, if you're listening, please come on. I'd love to have a chat with you because because uh, I thought your your presentation was great, and we'd love to hear more about those uh, those real world experiences. Another thing that I really loved was uh, the community aspect that he brought up. Mm. The community mm -hmm. hub features, and I think that can not only be yes. implemented with senior communities, but with communities all around. Yep. Totally. That's, yeah. that's, I think that's, that's funny. That's funny. You mentioned that. That's exactly what we're kind of working on at how is like, you know, we have a neighborhood aspect, not, I'm not trying to pitch our, <laughs> our company or like that, but <laughs> we're working on that aspect of like street, street uh, block in, in town um, and being able to have those conversations with those people like, Hey, what's happening near me? What's going on around me? Or like being able to get those things. And, you know, your neighbors are kind of feeding you information that's around you and you have this tighter knit community. It's also looking out for each other at the same time too, which is really, really kind of cool. And what we hope to be able to do through voice. Um, but yep. yeah, that Emily, that, I, I, I'm glad you brought that point up. Yeah. So for Scott and Susan uh, Westwater, did uh, did you guys have a chance to look at this one? Yes, yeah, I did. I did. They they have like a great they have a great roadmap. I thought yeah. for anyone that's like just getting into voice or a company that might want to get into voice, they they really kind of laid out some things you really should look into along the way. Um, you know, they, they have their own consulting company and, and they're great. Um, but it's just something that all companies, if, if you're going to get into voice, follow these kind of steps along the way. And I really thought they, they laid it out in a really simple and, and very uh, clear way. Emily, was there anything that you really kind of keyed in on and any put into that roadmap that they put out there? Yeah, just one thing. Um, I, I thought what they said about just like taking their content and just dumping it into voice 
is not going to work. Yeah. So I think um, what you need to do is integrate voice so that it's mm-hmm. efficient in the experience. Totally, <laughs> I don't know. Totally. Yeah. Without a doubt. <laughs> and then on the 18th of March, we had uh, John Calvi from uh, Bespoken. Mm-hmm. And they were on a couple weeks ago. Uh, him the llama and guys, man. Emerson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love those llamas. But uh, testing, monitoring, and um, uh, the title was Testing, Training, and Monitoring is to AI what coding is to software. And, and I agree with that because, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many things that could change underneath the hood with what, what Amazon could do, how the products could function, work properly. And Bespoken is really the only game in town that has truly embraced the idea of, you know, what I like to call the mechanical testing, where they will just mm-hmm. run a program straight through it and then spit out a bunch of results. So uh, it was a good presentation. Uh, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was great. And um, uh, yeah. What did you guys think? I thought, I thought it was great too. Um, I I think it's really important to that. You keep uh, testing and monitoring your uh, assistance or uh, Mm -hmm. the experiences that you're creating. Um, because it's always going to be evolving and changing. Yeah. So I, I think that's what they're doing is really awesome. You know what I say to that? Stats don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> and broken code doesn't either, Nick. Broken nope. code doesn't either, too. That's right. <laughs> broken code don't talk. Um, okay, so the uh, the 19th, I'm probably going to butcher her name, so I'll pass this off to Emily or Ben. I think it's Akanksha. Yep. Yep. I hope that's right. <laughs> now she's very, she was very interesting because she's very young. I mean, she's mm-hmm. very, very talented, a very bright girl. And uh, I thought her presentation was well. I, I thought the way she, uh, she handled herself was very professional. It was a, it was a, a well-rounded experience. And I loved her uh, energy. Yeah. I mean, like, like that's what that's what these communities need. They need people that are that are vibrant and that are just passionate about what they do. And I think she uh, she embodied that whole thing. You know, it, it, I'm just always amazed by young people. I think this. I mean, I'm not. I'm old. I'm older. I'm oldish, I guess, if you will. <laughs> but I'm amazed. I feel like it's a generation that has come up on YouTube much more than we did. I mean, I think I was afraid to talk on the telephone when I was like a teenager or something like that. You know, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just amazed by how polished and refined some of these kids are. Um, not kids, you know, young people will say that. How about that? Those um, young could, those young fellows out there. Those young whippersnappers, yeah. They are <laughs> they're they're excelling. Uh, you know, but uh, that yeah, it's just a sidebar comment, but uh. so March twenty second we had Maria Artolaki Artolaki. She is Greek, if I'm not mistaken. Sounds like a great name to me. But she yeah. lives in she lives in England. We asked her to come on the show, and she said, "Dude, your show is at two in the morning for me. You're crazy." <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> essentially, essentially, she had a good presentations about the ABCs of expandable VUI design, and she mm-hmm. went over she went over pretty much baseline stuff of uh, you know do's and don'ts. 
So again, another great, uh, another great presentation for you to check out. Did you guys catch mm -hmm. this one? Yes, I did. And I, I think it's really important to be able to justify every decision that yep. you're making. And I think it's important for people to be able to see why these decisions are being made. So, right. That's yeah, fine. I think I think that that happens across the board in any type of development, whether it be you know for voice or or, or web or, or mobile or anything like that. You know, you need to have valid reasons as to why you're you're doing this. Just to do it, just to do it, doesn't necessarily always make sense. Like you need to have the data behind it. You need to have you know right. valid points, um, and then you need to have the testing behind it too. You need to get, getting back to it to make sure that it's, that it's accurate. So yeah, yeah, I, I think that's a, that's exactly it. Nick, I mean, how many times do you test? something before you you kick it out the door or how many times do you uh, do you validate what you're making before you actually put it put it in put it into um, well if if I'm designing it then it's perfect so I don't test it at all oh put it out. <laughs> there you but, go okay. but if other people are designing it I test it a bunch and then I critique it and I say this doesn't sound right <laughs> and if it does sound right what do you give them you give them a big old sparky for hey you thought this one out yeah that's right that's right hey you get a sparky um, so moving on to march 23rd bobby the bull bryant now again roll tide yes there isn't much i can't say uh about bobby that already hasn't been said yeah. i mean he's the guy's full of energy. I love him. And I think that what he's trying to do by building a, um, a standalone conversational AI, smart chat bot, whatever you want to call it, Winston style real estate agent called DOS. Mm -hmm. It's he's going for domain dominance and I think he might get it. So the, yeah, Hell of a good yeah. guy. Hell of a good product. <laughs> he just puts I mean, a smile on my face every time I hear him yeah, speak. Right? I just want to right? be around him. You know? Yeah, I know. It's just like I just want to hang out with you. Let's have a beer. Let's talk shop. Like he's he's the consummate entrepreneur, right? So he's like, I thought of this. I'm making it happen. But he he validated everything that he he's doing in the real world. At the same time, he saw all the choke points, all the weak places within real estate, right? And he, he, he took account of that. And he's like, he's building this platform or has built this platform to account for all those weak points. Trust me, I just bought a house. There was a ton of weak points along the way. I wish Bobby, Brian, and Doss was in this area for us to be able to like actually, you know, leverage his services because uh, it's needed. It's really, really needed. Right. And, and he will dominate. Like domain dominance, he will dominate in the industry, I think. Uh, I'm buying whether, a house and... I frequently call the people who are giving us the loan and I'm like, is everything okay? And you never get an answer. They're like, you'll, you'll, you'll get like, uh, leave a message or anything like that. No. It's like, I want to know if you shuffle a piece of paper across your desk, please. Like you get a paper clip today. Just let me know. Like, I want to know across the board, like what's happening. My guy, my guys are pretty good. It's veterans United and they, they, they do a really good job, but I mean, they call me back. 10, 15 minutes, boom, they'll call me back. But it's just that, um, you know, it's kind of intimidating to buy a house. And I don't want to get down, like, we have this deadline, right? Like, May 1st, that is the closing mm -hmm. day. And you're like, like, like what's going to happen? Like, is everything <laughs> going to be ready to go? Is it going to be straight? Like, yeah. you know, if it's not ready to go, 
then am I going to lose the loan because somebody didn't dot an I or cross a T? What's going on here? So it's it's a very stressful process, and I think Bobby's in the right direction of of easing that tension. So good good on Absolutely. him. Absolutely. So moving on to March 24th, we had Ron Jaworski. Now, I just want to come out and put a disclaimer here. This is not the Ron Jaworski who was in the Super Bowl in 1981 and beat the <laughs> Oakland Raiders. That's right. This he did not, not. Yeah, this is not the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's right. I, I, uh, I, it's funny because as soon as you mentioned, I think you mentioned brought him up the other day or maybe you, <laughs> someone brought him up the other day. And I was like, wait, the Eagles quarterback? He's <laughs> What? He's an NFL commentator, but maybe a flash briefing? I don't know. You know? I guess it's crazy. <laughs> but, but no, this uh, this practical uh, practical steps to sonically enable your brand, I think it was great. And he has a company called Trinity Auto, right. and uh, they're, they're doing some pretty cool things too. Em, did you get a chance to check this out? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think what he said about us being in an audio era is – Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's so true um, mm-hmm. with all the um, platforms integrating audio. In, like, I think oh. Slack just integrated audio into their platform recently. Um, and just, yeah, I think what he said about including audio will increase engagement mm-hmm. is very mm-hmm. true. Yep. Yeah. You know what? He had a really great point too. I think with engagement as well. Um, and you're talking about platforms and such. Um, well, he 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 brought up the fact of like no fake profiles because you can't fake your like you can't fake yep. it in that in that realm. Right. You know, you're you're actually communicating directly with people. Whether you know, obviously Clubhouse is a great example, or Slack, or things. You know, other other platforms like that. You're having those conversations and you're interacting now. The platform itself might might there might be voice enabled there to like as, a, as for, through AI, but the rest of it can, really, pretty much can't be fake, especially if you're interacting with other humans along the way. Which I thought was like a really cool concept. Because you think about you know all these super popular platforms, Twitter, Facebook, uh, et cetera, and how many fake profiles are out there? Probably millions, right. if not bill, you know billions, whatever. Um, you know, or you know, there's bot farms, et cetera. So you know, I, I really like that part of this presentation, but. You know, it, it was great, especially, you know, if you're talking about, like, just getting into voice for the first time. He broke down a lot of really, really great, simple stats. I was like, wow, the fastest growing kind of technology ever, which I was, like, really kind of right. wild about. And I did not know that. And I was like, that's really interesting. I'm glad he took the time to actually break those down and bring, bring those statistics ben, out for a lot of people. Ben, you just got called out. What did I get called I think that was me. <laughs> oh, that was you? Slack audio rooms yeah. aren't released yet. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Elaine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all I read good. an article. I, I saw it somewhere, and I didn't know if it was <laughs> out yet. Hey, it, yes, the keyword was yes, so it's gonna happen. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, maybe we'll just do our stand-ups on there. So, right. moving on to moving on to the twenty-fifth, we had Diana Diebell Diebell bought your so far remote testing bot conversations. Now I, I listened to this one and I thought this was really good because what she was talking about was beta testing, right? Mm-hmm. And she was essentially saying, how can you, um, how can you create a program for beta testers? How can you get them involved? Uh, and, and sort of things like that. And, and I, I really uh, gravitated to this one because 
I review skills. I like reviewing skills. I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I enjoy seeing what people come up with. And for me, um, I thought it was really cool. Uh, did you guys get a chance to check this one out? Yeah, I, I liked what she said about um, that you can't do too much research, but you have yep. to be careful about what you want to incorporate <laughs> into, yes. into your designs. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Go ahead, Ben. I say I missed this one, Emily. Was it more like, hey, don't include everything, but like be more, you know, kind of pick and choose, kind of like the the, the most important things, or? Yeah, I, I think yeah, that was the okay. that was the idea. And cool. figure out what kind of testing is the right one for you, <laughs> just so you make right. sure you're doing. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Okay. Cool. So on the 26th, we had Giorano Rabini, and uh, he was talking about voice chatbots and a case study. Now, the cool thing about his presentation was he was talking about container ships and how certain container ships could communicate using chatbots and using conversational AI. And it, it blew my mind. I was like, oh, geez. So I thought that was a really cool take on it as far as being able to use that sort of technology in order to talk back and forth between uh, between that that sort of industry, right? right. So, um, so what did you guys think about this one? Yeah, I, I think if this is, I think this can be implemented in so many different contexts too. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah, it was, it was great. Cool. Now, moving on to the 29th of March, we had Synthony Holcomb. Now, this was a pretty interesting uh, presentation as well, too, because it all revolved around voice shopping and how it's a felt experience. Mm -hmm. And there was one there was one uh, piece inside this presentation where she had talked about it and she like invented something, right? And she's like, this is the flow chart that, that you see. And she's like, and this is where this fits in. I put it over here because I made it. Or she had said something like that. And I was like, oh, man, that, she's awesome. Like, I got to talk to her. Like, man, you talk about <laughs> confidence, you know? She definitely, she definitely, like, exude this confidence while she was giving this presentation. I just, I loved it. I loved hearing her talk about it. And I, uh, I thought it was great. Did you guys get a chance to check this one out? Yes, I did. And me being a, a shopper, <laughs> mm -hmm. I personally don't use voice for shopping just because I like to try things on. Mm -hmm. um, and like, yeah, but I, I think I would be open to it yep. Um, yep. at some we point. Use a, we use a skill for, um, for shopping for uh, groceries for a while, but they, then they mm. took it off. They took it. They, they they brought it down, and we we would use it quite a bit, and um, it was pretty good because it got to like basically you got to know kind of like the things that you liked, and would pick bring those back up if you kind of um, uh, you know, there was an utterance of something similar to it. So like buy X Y Z cheese. It's like this, you want this cheese last time. Is that the one? Yeah, sure. Yes, put it in the shopping cart kind of thing. So that was that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, as far as voice across the board being able to shop, it might be tricky, especially like to your point, Emily, like you want to try things on, you want to feel textures, et cetera. So right. in that regard, right? So the next day, March 30th, 2021, I had to work. So I missed this one. Bruce Ballantyne, did you have a, uh, a chance to check this one out, Em? I actually missed this one. You missed this one? I, I think we all missed this one. And and Ahmed was like, you guys need to talk to Bruce. Like, you have to talk to Bruce. And I'm like, we, <laughs> we all missed this one. We're going to have to go back and, and, and check out this presentation. Yeah, I, I definitely want to go back and watch it. 
And then there's another one, uh, another one that we had on March 31st, which was my birthday. So I definitely missed this one. Uh, did you guys catch Jonathan Bloom at all? I missed this one too. So oh, I, I wish I had. <laughs> boom, boom, I feel boom, bad. Boom. What about the one on April 2nd? It is. <laughs> so there is one final presentation on April 2nd. And um, Ben, uh, how do you say no. this name? Do you want to take a shot at it? Uh, let's see here. Let me uh, blow it up a little bit because I had it pretty small. Uh, Jung Yoon Ko, I would say. Yep. VUI Design for Linguistics Perspective Insights and Tools from Discourse Analysis. So that sounds awesome. And Elaine is back. She dropped in another comment here. Uh, oh, yeah. No, Elaine, you're right. Actually, when I went to Amazon to get that book the other day, and, yeah, I can't get it either. Yeah, I was looking for it, too. Um, yeah, I got to um, – it's it's, it's, I have a reminder set when it comes back, if it does come back. Hey, Elaine, I got a question for you. Have you subscribed to uh, VoiceBark, Alexa, and more on YouTube? Just drop a comment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that essentially does LingoFest 2021. Now, I think what Ahmed is trying to do is he's trying to put more of these out on a continual basis, and you're going to see more of them uh, come out on a weekly basis. In fact... A little birdie told me that he actually reached out to one of our hosts and asked her to create a to create a presentation. Is that true, Emily? Yes, it is. So Excellent. be on the lookout for that. I, I'm not sure what topic yet, but I will finalize it soon. <laughs> and I'm sure whatever it is, it's going to be awesome. Ooh, yes, subscribed a few months ago. She just hit us back. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Elaine. We appreciate that. Thank you. Um, so and the other thing with Whitlingo, we're, so we're gonna probably going to be doing some interviews with some of the students uh, in their essays as well. So we're really looking at we're going to be calling that first spark. So um, some really young, bright people. Um, we're going to do some one-on-one -on -one interviews and, and be publishing those at the same time too. So we're really looking forward to that as well. So Ahmed got us busy. Like Ling yep. Lingo and, and Lingo Fest has definitely got us busy. Um, and uh, we're really hopefully going to be kicking out some more great content for them and you know just uh, documenting it along the way. Yeah. Um, so we're looking forward to that as well. Yeah. And the Lingo Fest, uh, it doubled up as a conference, but also an essay contest as well. And there yep. were, you know, a good sizable amount of entries. I think it was underneath under 20 entries or so or something to that effect. But um, what what we're going to try to do is have those who actually won the essay contest to come on and then kind of talk about their experience because we could have mm -hmm. up to 10 people on Streamyard. So I want to definitely try to, uh, um, you know, max that out one of these days and have like 15, you know, see if we could put 15 on the line. Who knows? Right. You know what? Why don't we do this? Why don't we do something like we have a, a clubhouse where everyone, everyone gets to hang out. They invite all their friends and, and Emily gets to like, you know, host. Right? That. Yes, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I would love to. Be cool. <laughs> I'm down for that. So, does anybody have any final thoughts as we go to close out this episode of Voice Park Live? I thought all the presentations were amazing. I learned so much right. from every single one of them. So, thank yep. you to everyone that presented. <laughs> yeah, Definitely. it was it was good. You know what it reminded me of? Okay, Nintendo so, Power. Are you going to do the Nintendo Power thing again? I'm not going to do the Nintendo Power okay, thing. Okay. So <laughs> there, there is an. So I always say this: there is an excellent documentary 
Um, it's called The Cold War. CNN presents The Cold War. And it's on like, I want to say 16 DVDs. But it goes like chronologically through every single start start point of the of the Cold War up until the fall of the Soviet Union. And I'm going to mm -hmm. tell you what. That's sort of what this reminded me of because all these presentations touched on something different, which mm -hmm. as a whole would like definitely show somebody what the voice first world is about. And you could, you could learn a lot from all of these presentations was essentially what I was getting at. They work by themselves as, as a piece, but as a, uh, put together as a whole, it's, it's unstoppable. So with that being said, uh, if you need a voice application for small, medium, large businesses, or you want to start a flash briefing, go to witlinko.com for all your voice app needs. And does anybody else have anything? Final thoughts? No? No? Okay. Goodbye, everybody. Good night, everybody. Thanks. Good night.